Hey there, it's Olivia Allen Price, host of Bay Curious, the podcast. KQED Podcasts wants to thank listeners like you whose support makes this podcast possible. If you want to help us continue to make great content, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. And thanks. From KQED. Hey, everyone. This is Bay Curious. Olivia Allen Price here. And I'm joined on the mic this week for a special end of the year Ask Me Anything episode with our producer and editor, Katrina Schwartz. Hello. So it has been quite the year for the Bay Curious podcast. That's right. We climbed to the top of the Filbert steps. Here we go. Let's do it. All right. One. And went and checked out a cool shipwreck in Martinez. If I remember, there's like a trail of bricks that you can follow right up to it. Very squishy. We made music on trash cans. And tempted our intern, Sebastian, to make a permanent life decision. So it sounds like you made it through this story without getting a new tattoo. So I just want to say, well done, Sebastian. Well, actually... I'm going to do essentially like the border of the color. While learning the history of the tattoo, water, I decided to get an American traditional style yeah. rose on my forearm. Sebastian! <laughs> One of our favorite things was that we got to meet many of you at our live events. We did a walking tour in the Japanese Tea Garden. We did a bunch of different trivia nights and a live onstage music and storytelling event all about Russell City. We can do a song. It's called uh, Russell City Hop. It goes like this. And at those events, we found that a lot of you had questions not just about the Bay Area, which would be expected, of course, but also about Bay Curious, this dear show that we make for you and with you with love every single week. So today, we thought we would try something a little different. For the final episode of the year, we're going to answer some of those most asked questions that we get from listeners, stuff like... How do you choose which questions to answer? Or what's the coolest thing you've gotten to do for the show? And my most dreaded, what's your favorite episode? Oh my God. I'm getting anxious just thinking about answering that. I know. I don't know if I can, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll get started on this Ask Bay Curious Anything episode in just a minute. Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest, and I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me 
supporting the programs they love, while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. All right. So let's dive right in, which is what we usually try to do with our episodes. Uh, So, Katrina, one of the questions I get a lot is, how do we choose which questions to answer? It's really hard because we get a lot of questions. We have over 5,000 questions in our database, and many of them are really good, but we're only two people that make this show, so we have to kind of pick and choose. So when we pick questions, we're thinking about a couple things. We try to cover topics that we haven't covered before. We try to take people around the region and not focus in one place too much. Um, We also look for questions that have a bit of complexity to them that we can tell a story about for a number of minutes. You know, so if it's too simple, it might not be one we choose. And then there needs to be an answer to the question. You know, sometimes people ask us things that are a little bit subjective, like what's the best taco in the Bay Area? That's hard to answer. But it would be super fun to report. (laughs) Totally, totally. But, you know, we can't give a answer. And then, of course, the other thing is that we're an audio show. So we're trying to find stories that will have a fun audio element, something we can go to or experience. And we should note that um, we are trying to answer more of the questions that don't have audio elements to them in our newsletter, which goes out once a month, which if you're not signed up for, here's a plug, sign up for it. It's pretty cool. Uh, You can find it at baycurious.org. There's a sign up there and we'll put a link in the show notes as always. Um, And we're also trying to do more on social media. Okay, so the next question that we got comes from a listener. This is actually someone whose question was featured on an episode years ago. Ben Hilmer has a question about how the show has changed over the years. I think it's moved a little bit away from, like, oddities questions. And, like, you've definitely touched on some more, like, heavy-hitting topics, I think, which is really cool. And I guess what I'm curious is, like, how much of the, the story drives that direction and how much of, like, your direction drives that change? Yeah, I mean, we have evolved over the years, um, both in, I mean, the length of the episodes. We used to be more like six to eight minutes, and now it's hard to get under 12. Um, But also the types of topics that we cover, I think, has changed a bit. It used to be a lot more based on landmarks, um, and maybe now there tends to be more cultural stories. The beginning of COVID, I think, was a big moment for us because it felt like our show was a little out of place with what was happening in the world at the beginning of the pandemic. And so we just had a number of episodes that were kind of more, you know, we think of them as like news you can use, you know, sort of how do you survive this moment quite literally? So we kind of felt like that's where we needed to go at that moment. And then, of course, there were the protests for racial justice after George Floyd was murdered, you know, which jump-started this important national conversation about race and equity that was also happening in our newsroom. And at least for me personally, I thought a lot about, um, you know, what is what's an appropriate response for me from me in this moment? Um, you know, I am a white woman and I kind of kept coming back to like, well, we have this this platform and we tell a lot of stories about history. And I sort of started to question, were we telling incomplete histories in leaving out certain voices, uh, voices that tend to be left out of, you know, historical documents or um, just the, the narratives that we read in history books? So, you know, I think we kind of had we pledged that we would start to 
try to look at history more holistically and all the different, you know, people who would have been impacted by different moments. And if there was a racial equity issue that was in the story, we would present it. What has surprised me um, and really been a rude awakening is just like how prevalent um, those issues are in stories that we don't expect to find it. So that's a long way of saying that I think that we have driven, um, you know, to some degree the direction of the show. But I will also say that we're getting a lot of bigger, meatier, more cultural questions from the audience. That's definitely driving us in that direction, too. Okay, on to, this is a question that comes to me all the time, and I'm curious how you're going to answer it. Do you get stupid questions? All right, well, I wouldn't say stupid, but we definitely get questions that my first reaction is, why didn't you just Google that? You'll get an answer much faster than putting it into this form on our website. (laughs) Okay, I guess I'm like the elementary school teacher here then. I don't think there are stupid questions. I think every question is valid. And I think a lot of times people do ask a question of us because they just want to hear how Big Curious is going to answer it. Uh, Maybe because the answers that we give, well, we hope that they're a little bit more complete, a little bit more nuanced. Uh, you know, hopefully delightful and interesting. Even when we are covering those tough topics, we hope you still come out of these episodes with a feeling of, you know, satisfaction that you have learned something, even if it is like a heavier topic. There's like a joy in, in understanding something. Yeah, you're definitely the nicer of the two of us. Okay, so what have we learned over the years of making Bay Curious? Um, We get this one a lot, um, and we've been making the show several years now, especially you. Yeah, yeah. We just passed our six-year anniversary in November. I think one thing that I am always surprised by is even a story that seems like it's going to be mundane or a question that's going to be mundane. You know, once you really start digging, if you're trying to tell a complete story, it always gets interesting. I mean, the world is just like a very interesting place. So, yeah, that's one thing that I'm always surprised by. Like, there's just never a lack of a story. Yeah, and I think um, I also have learned that there's a lot of fun, quirky people in the Bay Area, both question askers and sources and people that you meet while you're reporting. There's just so many interesting people here, and I love that this job allows us to get out and talk to them and see them doing things that they're passionate about or that they love to learn about. Okay, next question on the list. What challenges do we face in reporting on these sorts of stories and how have we tried to solve for those? What do you think are our biggest challenges? I think one big challenge is that a lot of our stories deal with history and sometimes like the history, there's no record of it in an audio or a video form. Like those are kind of newer formats where, um, you know, you, you have to get to like the 70s or 80s to find like archival tape of things often. And so it's hard to make them come alive. You know, then we have to really focus on the writing or maybe a really great historical source that can tell the story in a really great way. But it makes it much more challenging to build an audio story that's fun to listen to. What do you think? I would say like the number two thing that has made it difficult is that historic accounts tend to focus on 
one perspective. Like it tends like the mainstream media was covering kind of one point of view, and that's largely what's been preserved. Um, and so, yeah, if we are trying to find like the nuance, like how did different people from different vantage points see this one historical event, it can be really difficult just because a lot of those things have not lived in, you know, recorded ways that are easy for journalists to access. A lot of it lives on as like oral history. Um, So we have to, you know, it just takes a little bit more legwork on our part to go find it. What's the most fun thing you've gotten to do as part of the show? I got to play a theremin in the studio. Amanda Font, one of our reporters, did a story about how the water in the actual bay used to be more blue. And it's kind of become more green over time. And we were playing a lot with kind of watery sounds and decided we wanted to try to make some of our own music that we were going to use in the piece. So she happened to have a theremin that she was given years ago, which if you don't know is, I can't even describe it, but it's kind of like you basically wave your hands in the air to play this instrument. It's sort of like an air harp is is how I was describing it to a friend. And it's super fun to play. And that was just a really wild experience. I'm imagining somebody like walking by the studio doors, seeing you waving your hands around. Yeah, it was basically just like that. Um, I actually have a video from that day that I will post to my Instagram account at Price under my Big Curious Stories. So if you're listening, go check that out. What's something fun you've gotten to do on the show, Katrina? Well, I'm actually working on this story about fishing in the Bay Area right now. So this morning, I put on a wetsuit and I paddled out into the bay and I dropped my first crab pot. Now it's getting heavy. And it was a beautiful, clear morning. I saw dolphins. I had a really nice patient teacher in Hung Tran. And, you know, I learned how to fish. <gasps> I see fish! And you caught some crabs, right? I did. And maybe got bit by one? I definitely got bit by a crab. (laughs) That does sound dreamy. And um, that fishing episode running in the new year, right? Oh, yeah. Get on it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's finish this episode off with a lightning round. This first question comes from a listener, Julian. He wants to know, how long does it take for a question that won a voting round to be made into an episode? Unfortunately, that doesn't have a simple answer. Sometimes it doesn't take that long at all if we have a reporter who can answer the question or has done a lot of um, reporting on that topic already. A great example of that is when we bring Dan Brecky in to talk about BART. He knows everything about BART, so we can usually answer the question more quickly. But there's a lot of questions that we just need to dive into more, find the right sources, figure out how to tell the story in a fun way. And so that can take months. And we're working on a bunch of stories at the same time with a bunch of reporters who also work on other things. So it's not like we're just heads down on this one story for until it's done. You know, usually we have 10 stories going at a time or so. Yeah. We've had stories that take three weeks. We've had stories that take a year. So there's a range. Okay, Olivia, the question we've all been waiting for. What is your favorite episode of all time? I mean, this really is like choosing your favorite child. So I find it extremely difficult. But I was able to pick a top three for different categories. Um, So one of the things we like to play a lot with is sound. And one of the pieces that I think we did a really good job with sound is in a piece about calling popcorn. At the tone, Pacific Daylight Time will be 12... Because we spent a lot of time calling popcorn. I still remember her voice. 
at the tone, Pacific Daylight Time will be. It was just super dynamic, lots of fun archival sound, dial tone. We just like really had a lot of fun. Um, and I want to say we, I do want to call out Christopher Beale, who was the reporter and um, did a lot of the production on that episode. So yeah, super fun episode sonically. My favorite story is probably our story about Frida Kahlo and Diego Rivera's experience in San Francisco. Um, you know, you see their faces everywhere. You hear their names all the time. But to really sort of live their lives as they lived them in San Francisco for a period was, I think, really, really cool. Marisol Medina Cadena did that story. Um, and then a lot of what I do on the, on the show is also scoring. Um, so picking like the music selections for the episodes. And probably my favorite episode from a scoring perspective was our two-part Donner Party series. You really get to think about the atmosphere you're creating as you're selecting the music. But the snowstorms most of us have seen in our lives are nothing compared to what the Donner Party saw in October 1846. It was snow that literally buried them where they stood. And it's hard for those who don't know, we're using a database that has limited possibilities. So when you find something good, you feel like you've struck gold. Yeah, <laughs> very deeply satisfying. <laughs> what about you? Uh, my A lot of my favorite episodes come from questions that kids asked us. Um, so there was one that Bronwyn asked about what the Bay Area was like during the Ice Age. Well, I want to know what animals lived here and I want to know if there was plants and I want to know if it was like covered in ice or the environment was completely different or if it was underwater or was it similar to what it was now? And I loved it because we had a lot of fun with the sound on it. All right, let's pour soda into the circuitry of general relativity and head back some 12,000 years to the last ice age to answer Bronwyn's questions. We kind of imagined ourselves going back in time to the ice age and like what would it have looked and felt like. It's so green. Not at all the frozen wasteland I picture when we say ice age. I still should have brought my fleece. What sort of animals would we have seen? And it was just really fun. I learned a lot. Um, stuff like the bay didn't used to be there. It was just a grassy valley or that you used to be able to walk out to the Farallon Islands. Like, my mind was blown by the things in that episode. Daniel Potter is the, was the reporter on it, and he's got a really fun, quirky style, which I loved. Um, and overall, I just thought it was a great episode. Yeah. I still can't look at the Farallons and not think about walking to them. <laughs> What are you most excited about for the next year? This is actually a simple question that I can answer because we've got some really big news. We wrote a Bay Curious book. It's called Bay Curious Exploring the Hidden True Stories of the San Francisco Bay Area, and it features a bunch of new stories that I'm just really excited about. It's also a really beautiful book. It has these just gorgeous illustrations by a local illustrator. The book comes out in May, but you can pre-order it now. So go online and do that. Please, 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 please. What about you? I'm excited to go to parts of the Bay Area that we don't go to that often. I'm thinking of like Richmond or Vallejo, Fremont, San Mateo. These are parts of the Bay Area that we don't get a lot of questions from. So if you live in those places and you've been wondering about something, please send them in because that's really where our story ideas come from. All right. Uh, that is pretty much it for our list of questions that we have. Is there anything else that we should talk about? Since we have this moment to just talk directly to you, our audience, I just want to put a plug out there. Like if you have something you're curious about or a question you've been wondering, please send it in to us. Um, you can put it on our website. There's a little form where you can put your question. But you could also 
you know, tweet it to us or put it on Olivia's Instagram page. Like we're trying to take questions in more ways right now. And one final plug is voting. So when you are on baycurious.org, make sure and you're there to ask your question, make sure you also vote in the voting round because you have some say about which questions we're going to answer. Every month, in fact. And with that, it's the end of the year. Thank you all so much for listening. It really does mean the world to us to have listeners to the show that we, you know, dedicate so much of our lives to and to be making the show not just for you, but with you. Yes, we're very grateful for you, our audience. And we hope that you get some downtime and some rest in the next couple of weeks. And we'll be back with a new episode in January. Bay Curious is made by me, Olivia Allen Price. And me, Katrina Schwartz. And me, Brendan Willard, your audio engineer. Hello, listeners. And we make it right here in San Francisco at member-supported KQED. Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's trivia game? Every month, we read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a cool prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest-running pillow-fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment, and if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks.